0: RJ, as we kick off Emerald City Hockey postgame live, and thank you everybody for joining us. I have one question for you. What the hell was that?
1: I'm asking myself the same thing, Dylan. That was uh, an effort that might haunt this team come April when, when every point is going to matter in the playoff race and you really just can't afford to have two points slip away from you here. I'm going to start by addressing the elephant in the room here for anybody who's been on social media today. Look, this morning, uh, when the news came out that Tomas hurdle was going to be out of the lineup for the Sharks, he is their best player. He's their leading scorer. I tweeted this. I said, the Sharks will be without their best player tonight. This may be the weakest lineup the Kraken have ever faced. And I've heard a lot of backlash on that. I've heard a lot of responses given how this game went. You know what? I stand by it. Like, this is not a good Sharks team. They're a bottom dweller for a reason. They were missing their best player. They work hard. I'll give them that. But at the end of the day, there's just no reason that the Kraken should lose this game. Uh, It's as simple as that.
0: No, there isn't. Um, yeah, everybody, if you if you can't guess what the tone of at least the beginning of this stream is going to be. I know we we try to look on the bright side of things, but I don't know that there's going to be a lot of that, at least initially here. So fair warning. Um, yeah, no, this one was this was bad. This was a game that the Kraken needed to win. It's a game they should have won. I mean, I, I just don't I all I can think, of, RJ, is that they were in vacation mode early. Like, that's all I could think watching this game because they were kind of going through the motions and even through the first half of the game, them going through the motions was them dominating this game. And we still end up in this situation. Uh, And it was one of those at the end of the first, I said, they need to get one soon in the second, because otherwise you're just going to get a weird bounce or something for San Jose and that'll be it. And it wasn't quite that scenario, but still they dropped the ball hard on this one.
1: Right. And I think going through the motions is the perfect description of this game and what the Kraken were doing. Like they were clearly the better team, and you could see that certainly through the first 40 minutes. But there was just there wasn't that extra effort to kind of get inside to really generate those grade A chances that you're gonna need. Like it was clear very early on in this game. Mackenzie Blackwood was gonna have a good game. He was dialed in, he was playing really well, and you know, I mean, good on him. But if you're the Kraken, you have to know you're gonna have to put that extra little bit of work in to beat him. And they just never did.
0: Yeah, no, they didn't. It was, it was bad. This one was bad. We'll we'll start the show proper here. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us for for post game presented by Flatstick Pub again. Reminders about the uh, the live watch party for that Islanders game February thirteenth. I'll do the graphic maybe later, RJ, because I want to get to the super chats here. Thank yep. you everybody for super chatting for this game of all games. Really appreciate that. Sean kicking us off, dude. That sucked. Afra treats anyway, I guess. That is probably a good way to, to start this one off, RJ. I will get the Afra tweets going, uh treats going here. DJ Singletone, internal screaming, uh agreed. And then from Gregory, just an inexcusable performance, just pathetic. You could see it on coach Dave Hackstall's face, RJ. He was mad at the end oh, of yeah. one
1: his reaction says it all. And, and I don't think they're able, they're not able to practice tomorrow. I think contractually the all-star game already starts, but man, you bet if they could, uh, they would be practicing and probably skating tomorrow after this one. And look, I, I was going to try and give the crack and the benefit of the doubt up until the all-star break. I know they were just trying to get there. And I was, mm-hmm. I was trying to be, you know, lax on them, especially after the Chicago game where they played sloppy, but it that works as long as you get the points. As long as you get the points, it doesn't matter if it's ugly. You you just have to get the points.
0: Yes. I I mean, if there was a bright spot, I think the only bright spot from today was that the Blues lost in regulation to Columbus one nothing. I guess that was in a similar game. Yeah, that was the omen for what we were going to have to go through, I guess. Uh, It is just it's really, really bad. No, I don't I don't know. What he's really gonna say, like, I, I don't know how you go back into the locker room after this one, to be perfectly honest. Um, Schultz, well, that was awful. They were already on break, it's it's served sure what it looked like. I think mentally, yeah, they were they were kind of checked out for this one. It's the only thing that that makes sense for me. And then Coop, that last six man possession kind of told the whole story you're losing to the worst team in the NHL, and guys are standing still, just crazy. I know they're tired, but you guys are pros, you can't stand still. And they had been standing still for the whole third period, basically, right? Like there was no push or big like effort after the crack, after the Sharks scored RJ. It didn't feel like even when you have the net empty.
1: Right. And I was thinking after the Sharks goal, okay, maybe this is what the Kraken need Mm -hmm. to wake them up. Okay, I mean, you might think you can kind of get away with sleepwalking through this game until you're scored on. But it felt like it just got worse from then on.
0: It did. You had a Wilborgen fight. That you could have got could have got you going instead of got the other team going. And then you had that scenario. And that was, I mean, we talk about this a lot. People always ask the question why do we pull the goalie? Like, what was the point? And the Kraken have actually been fairly successful pulling the goalie, but usually it's because they play desperate, right? They they get aggressive. There's puck movement, there's player movement, there's a bunch of stuff going on. There was nothing going on to this. This looked like the power play that they had. Like it was just this was just them just kind of throwing pucks casually at the net. Like they kind of did all game long. And I just, I really, really don't, don't get it. Uh, I don't know. This might be the saddest thing that we talk about all night. I have to imagine in that locker room, RJ right now, Jared McCann is still just sitting there wondering what happened.
1: And where uh, and they're, they're going to have to like pull him out of the locker room after an hour, whenever the team has to leave. I mean, he's just going to got to be thinking about this one all night, especially that post that he hits. Man, he's gotten so unlucky with those. He's hit a few posts and crossbars with the Kraken trailing by one goal at various points this season. And uh, you know, that one's going to be keeping him up at night.
0: That one got the York Strand um, post as well. I mean, look, the, the Sharks did get some bounces in here. The Kraken were able to at times generate some good looks. But just as a whole, the, the the effort wasn't really there for this one. And, yeah, they're going to have to just, like, hose down Jared McCann in the stall. I don't think he's going to be heading to the showers or anything. No, nope. He's just going to be there. Um, thank you, everybody, for the Super Chats. Really do appreciate that. Ryan, vibes for All-Star break could not be worse. Hopefully they remember this sting 10 days from now. That is going to be interesting. I got to imagine, like, if I'm one of them and I now have to go on vacation, it's going to be hard to enjoy that vacation
1: right. I mean, you always want to go on a long break on a good note for, for these guys. And it's the kind of thing I think a lot of them are going to be thinking about. Certainly, Jared McCann is one that you mentioned, but others in the room are going to be feeling it as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can remember that, internalize it and, and make sure you you take it out on, I guess, who are they even playing? Next is it the Flyers. It's the Flyers in Philadelphia. Yeah. On on February 10th, you know, bottle that and, and go and uh, make things right. Yeah,
0: no, I know. Uh, Jessica, I was depressed about no Kraken hockey for weeks. After that game, we might all need a break. Fuji therapy. Got, we got Afro and is Fuji
1: in the room? Fuji is not in the room. I don't know where he is, and the door is closed because my girlfriend is sleeping because it is a later oh, than usual start time. That's true. All right. Well, we'll
0: see what we could do. Certainly, we can get some Fuji pictures on the Discord later, Jessica. And thank yes. you for the super chat there. Um, absurdly saying that stunk on the onslaught. Hashtag fire hack. I. This might be an unpopular opinion. I really don't think this one was on stall. I think this is on the players. I think a game like this is on the players to go out there and have the effort that they just did not have
1: right and this is something that hackstall and the coaching staff were aware of i mean at their last home game as we were doing the post-game media availability hackstall was saying you know this is you know five out of six points is great but it only matters if we get the two points in the next game like that was on his mind it was very clear i mean look the whole media everyone was talking to him about this being a potential trap game we could all see this a mile away this is not like this is something that went over hackstall's head right I'm sure he delivered that message. You got to go out strong. You got to give it one more game of effort. At the end of the day, the players have to do the job.
0: I was going to say that's been his message. I, I believe that that's what he would be doing internally, just knowing him as much as we do, having watched all of the games um, that he has coached for this team. Yeah. It, this one does feel like it's, it's been a more of a player issue than a coach issue. And yeah, this has been a pretty bad stretch of Kraken hockey. These last yeah. couple of games, RJ it's, and it's the
1: bad. decision to to start to too. I mean, that signals that how important he views yes. those points as being going with a goalie, you know, maybe risking playing him a little too much because you can't afford to drop two points here. You need your best goalie playing. I, I, that tells me a lot as well.
0: Yeah, they were worried about Rust on Grubauer, probably, right? Like, that, you got to f- figure that factors it in. I mean, it's just, it's it's bad. Uh, Seth with the Super Chat. Nothing to say. Here's some money for a drink to drown the memory of this game away. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you, Seth. There, much that appreciated. That. <laughs> I hope put a good use. And then um, Ethan here with the Super Chat. Thank you very much. Something needs to be done about Maddie. He has been utterly useless this year. Can't hold the puck. Can't make plays. Sophomore slumps exist, but this is absurdly bad. Thanks, ECH. Go Kraken. I mean, we're back to back to the Maddie Beneers stuff here, RJ. I mean, look, I feel like the line has been better than they were that first game. See him play more with Jaden Schwartz this go around, which was something that I had talked about. I thought, you know, seeing him with Burakovsky and Schwartz would be a good pairing for him. I like him having somebody who is net front. But that line, I mean, they were not great tonight. They were arguably the Kraken's worst line.
1: Yeah, I I didn't like how the chemistry kind of worked with those three. And I mean, I know it's just one game and it takes a little while to build that. But yeah, I didn't think they looked good. And I mean, as far as Beniers in general, kind of taking the wider view and and maybe looking at the sophomore slump, you know, type of thing. I I was thinking actually a lot about that today because with Tomas Hurdle being out for the Sharks, I was going back and and looking at his career and I remember that he had a pretty notable sophomore slump uh, in his time with the Sharks as well. Had a really good rookie season, although cut short by injury and his sophomore season. I mean, he he, you know his scoring went way down he played a full season 82 games only had 31 points and you know we were kind of left wondering i remember being a sharks fan at that time and just thinking like is this guy going to figure it out is he actually not the real deal sometimes it can take a little while i mean he became kind of a point per game player you know 3 4 years after that but you know the road it's not always linear right it can it can take a while for a player to truly figure it out especially a guy like hurdle where In year two, I remember what was happening. Teams realized he's a big body, but they could body him up and just kind of get physically in his way. And he wasn't able to physically dominate the same. And he kind of had to learn in his way around that. Mm -hmm. I think it might be a similar process for Maddie, just dealing with maybe not being the biggest guy.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of Maddie as well because I'm I'm starting to get going on like draft season stuff, right? Gonna start up with the 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 scouting videos and and start really digging into the draft class. And it got me thinking back about the previous ones I've done and the fact that we're starting to see these guys have a decent amount of runway from that first one we did. Um, it which was the Maddie Beneers draft. And I was really thinking, boy, Maddie is looking like the tape that I watched from his first season at Michigan, where, again, he's a very good player. He drives possession. He's very responsible. He could you know, be a great PKer if the Kraken needed him to be. But he just doesn't have the it factor when it comes to producing offensively like it's just not his wheelhouse to be a big point producer or somebody who is going to go out there and be that dynamic playmaker certainly not going to be a great goal scorer right those were all of the things that I talk about if you go back and you watch that scouting report I did on him originally years back um and and I do wonder how much of that has kind of crept into his game the stuff that he worked on for his second season at Michigan you know it got him through that Calder campaign it got him to that level but now he's got to kind of go back and and find that next level to it, right? And kind of break through. I will see your your Tomas Hurdle sophomore slump and raise you, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon had a brutal sophomore season as well. Um, I believe Pedersen, it wasn't sophomore. It was, it would have been his junior year was rough for him. Um, But like that's, it is something that does happen to, to, to good young players as well. It doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world for Matty Beniers, but it is, it is something where he's, he's got to figure it out one way or the other, whether it's a sophomore slump, whether it's, he needs to, again, go back to the drawing board offensively and find a way to start producing points, start scoring goals. Something's got to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking also just Jack Hughes, a more similar player. It took him till year three to really figure it out.
0: Yeah, like it does happen. And and like I said, Nathan McKinnon had a huge drop off in points year one to year two. Like, it, it, you know, nobody would say he's a, he's turned into a bad player. Right. So it's 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 one of those things where it can happen that way. It's just unfortunate timing for the Kraken, given everything else going on. Riley with the Super Chat. There needs to be a focus in practices after All-Star Game to fix the perimeter offensive zone play, passing up quality shots. As many point shots as we do get zero traffic net front. This has been a consistent crack and struggle, RJ, since year one, really, right? Like they have always kind of struggled. You've got Jaden Schwartz. He's your good net front man. Find player two, right? Like right. That's, you that's don't it. have anybody
1: else who can really do that. And especially when Jaden Schwartz is now playing on the fourth line like he was in this game. You know, He's just not available as much to do that for you. And that line wasn't generating a ton. And it just really left a vacuum there
0: yeah so i I'm, I'm with you riley that is something that the kraken need to work on i just don't know who's gonna step up and become that player ty cartier could step up and become that player He's big body he can handle the punishment there he'd be good at screens i got to imagine i've always said their best player screening a goaltender rj is alexander wenberg
1: mm-hmm. those moving he just, screens he's so good with those he's so
0: good at the moving screens his timing for plays like that is always spot on we just rarely see him go to that area of the net. And a lot of that is because he's got a, you know, he's getting big defensive responsibilities, right. He's often matched up against the opposing team's top line. He can't afford to dip all the way down net front in the offensive zone. If he's got to be worried about back checking hard and making sure he can be there to help out the defense. So it is a tough thing. I think that's something that you know, I, I saw, um, I think it was Nicole, you know, what's the move for next season. Legitimately don't think it'll be a benefit for this team to make the playoffs. The, um, um they they need next change they need to change next year that is something that i think they're going to need is they're going to need to find a more consistent net front presence moving forward yeah
1: definitely i mean whether that's like shane Wright, as, as sam's pointing out here or somebody you bring in in the off season whether it's via trade or free agency we explored some options of the armchair gm stream you know there's going to be a number of options there it's just going to i don't know that you can do it this season
0: Yeah, it would be tough to do right now. Light with the super chat. Honestly, I know people are harping on Maddie, but I thought Wenny and Yanni were the way worse centers tonight. Maddie was kind of carrying his line. I will agree with you there. Like, like Maddie often does that. Like, again, this is where his possession driving thing, like, pucks don't stay in the defensive zone when Matty Beniers is on the ice, right? Like that is by far and away, the number one thing he brings value to the team. And that's a huge deal. Like that is massive. I, I really try to bring that up as often as I can, because it is the sign of a very, very good hockey player. You just can't turn it into offense at the other end. Once he gets down there, that's separate problem. Um, Yanni did seem off to me tonight, right? Like this was a game for the pepper pot to kind of step up and, make some noise and it wasn't really there but again it's hard to like single one player out when really all 20 of them could have done it at any given time and they didn't yeah
1: i mean that line had their moments i mean i think of that play forced by the Tolvin and Forchek, right and i think yanni yes. was involved in that getting the, the yeah. puck over back for to that to shot right back to bjorkstrand but like they had their moments but a, a lot of it wasn't really driven by yanni i mean i see i see what you mean
0: yeah. Uh, Lindsay, I had a brutal day at work and was hoping to relax with my favorite team getting a win. But the Kraken had other plans. This is a low point for the franchise, in my opinion. It is. It's definitely like this is a bottom five game for the Kraken all time. Like, there's no doubt about that. This was, as Jay saying, embarrassing. I yeah, it was. Um yeah, it was it was really really rough stuff. Sorry, sorry about that, Lindsey. Uh, Christian, what the heck was that? We're, I think we're still asking ourselves. Like we've we've tried breaking down this game a couple different ways, RJ, and I'm still not any closer to an answer. I feel like beyond just the overall, everybody on vacation already. Right. Uh, that's that's all I have really. <laughs> yes. B. hackstall, when you hear a voice telling you to go empty net, that's the devil talking. By the way, I know logically why he did it, but I also knew it wouldn't work, so I still hate it. Oh, it could work though. And it does work sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And get the downside, the difference between losing one, nothing and two, nothing is it's the same thing. Yep.
0: Uh, and Lindsay, not looking or playing like a team who wants to be in the playoffs. And I think that would be the thing that is going to drive hackstall the most crazy, not just tonight and not just while he was on the bench during the game, but really for the, the length of the all-star break, because he is somebody who talks about that stuff right and you know ron francis is somebody who very much understands that both from his playing days and from his front office days now and i think that that is something that they are really going to challenge this team with coming back from the all-star break which is just that next stretch of games is going to basically determine if you're going to continue on your trajectory to continue to be in the fight for a playoff spot or if you're going to drop out right like we're 50 games in now You're running out of runway in which you can do work. And I think they are going to have to really challenge the team. And it's going to be interesting to see how the team takes that
1: challenge. Right. And you don't necessarily have all season, too. I mean, they've got trade deadline decisions to make. You know, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you can't really afford to hang on to some of your guys with expiring contracts because the assets that could come back. And there's a decision that's going to have to be made at that point. Um, So, yeah, I mean, basically, they're going to have to look like they did during the win streak. When they come back from the all-star break, I think you and I, we were both willing to excuse, you know, some exhaustion given the injuries, yep. the, the schedule, everything up until the all-star break. They just had to get there, but coming off of it, there's no excuses and they're going to need every single point that they could get
0: yeah uh and you know uh fire Ren, clearly hurdle holds the shark's back that's <laughs> there you go uh christian three posts by three players also they did look tired but it's halfway through the season for every team so is that really an excuse and it's one of those things like There there are two different types of people, right? When you're looking at the all-star break being this close and you're one game away from it, right? You can either go into vacation mode early or you can say, I'm going to empty the tank tonight because I know I don't have to play a game again for 10 days. And the Kraken showed us which team they were tonight, right? And that's a problem. And I hate saying that stuff about these players. But at the same time, given their last three games and especially tonight, brought it on themselves. Like, it's, right. it's hard to, to say anything otherwise.
1: Right. And, and it's tough, too, because with this group, they've had times, too, where they've had games where they were tired, where the schedule has kind of had everything go against them. And they've powered through it and they've given a solid effort, even if they didn't win. Like, I, I love that about this team and this group. Generally, they don't do this. But uh, I mean, tonight it was just it was clear right? they, they just didn't bring that effort. No, they they didn't.
0: A couple more Super Chats here. Again, thank you, everybody, for the Super Chats. I was not expecting that tonight. Um, (laughs) Elijah, the passing and receiving this game was atrocious. I hope they clean that up. That has been part of what has really plagued them those last three games, RJ, is the passes are not clean. And I know there's probably 100 people ready to type in chat right now, you know, when have they ever been for this team, right? That has always been a consistent problem for them. But I felt like through various stretches this year, they had kind of figured that stuff out. You were starting to see at least pairings of players, if not total, you know, all three forwards where they've played for a season plus now together. And you were really starting to see that chemistry where, we were getting guys being able to pass on breakaways or two-on-one opportunities, and it was looking really clean. We were seeing better, more long-distance passes in the offensive zone. Once they kind of got away from that cycle thing that they were trying to do at the beginning of the year that was so unsuccessful, you saw some guys really start making some big-time passes to each other. We were seeing saucer passes to each other, right? Tatar coming in. He was clicking in the passing game with guys. And yes, in these last three games, that has all gone away. This, I think, is the third straight game where I saw a pass backwards as they're entering the zone that just draws them off sides like that's again, like that's pretty basic stuff and they're really struggling with it right now.
1: Yeah. And it's a sign that things just aren't clicking generally, too. And maybe some of that is still injury related. Like, I wonder if Jaden Schwartz was dealing with something going into this game, but he was able to kind of play through it. Having him move down to the fourth line, it's not the kind of move I would have made otherwise, but I feel like, especially since he missed morning skate, maybe there's something to that. Then you mess with the chemistry on a couple lines, and maybe that throws some things off. But I mean, again, this team just, they need a reset. I feel like we've said it a few times, but they just need this all-star break reset.
0: Yeah, and you know, we keep saying fourth line for that Beniers line, but they got over a minute more than the
1: Wenberg line.
0: In yeah, Actually time. looking at
1: it. Yeah. At even strength, they were they were the I mean, really, it was just the first, second, third lines were basically just tied in ice tied time. In
0: ice time. And then you had the Wenberg line, which is interesting. I wouldn't have which is only a minute that. shorter. I
1: mean, this was as, yes. as evenly because as you can distribute that was the ice setup time setup
0: of this game. Right. You're going up against the worst team in the league who's missing their best player. Right. Like you, you shouldn't have needed to like really rely on any one given line. Again, they're tired. we talked about that before. I get wanting to spread out the, the minutes there, but geez, this is tough. Ethan with another super chat. Got another one for you. When is Joey going to get the respect he deserves for playing like a beast game after game? Also plan for group hour. I think Joey is starting to get that respect. I mean, like we're we're seeing him on like the the number one hockey podcast, right? Spitting Chiclets, and he got a lot of play time there. Obviously, within Kraken Nation, we're we're all big Joey supporters, but he's starting to get talked about in the Vesna conversation as, as people were starting to look at things come All Star Game time. I, I think it's one of those things where this year, you know, certainly for the All Star Game, I think he he came in for the Kraken a little bit late. For that, he didn't have enough right before they were choosing who the all stars were going to be. That and they only chose like three goaltenders anyway. Um, and then you know, nobody was going to stop Toronto and Vancouver from voting in everybody they wanted. So it's one of those things, but I do think that he's starting to get that national recognition. And certainly when watching that TNT game, I know you were at the game, RJ, they were talking about him nonstop like he is the Kraken right now from a national broadcasting standpoint. It is Joey Decord and the boys.
1: Yeah. It kicked off with the winter classic and it's kind of been going since then. He's had some big games in prime time and yeah, he's starting to get in that Vesna conversation around the league. If you look at social media, Vesna rankings, you know, he's there in the top five for a lot of people. So, I mean, Dylan, you kind of you know, took the words from me. And as far as a plan for Grubauer, um, I, I understand the crack and deciding just roll with the court up through the, uh, up through the all-star break. That made sense. But they're going to have to start working Grubauer in pretty soon afterward. I mean, you have back-to-backs game two and three out of the all-star break. So you're going to see Grubauer for uh, one of those for sure. Uh, and then going forward in the schedule, like you've got road trips, you've got long home stands with occasional back-to-backs like Grubauer is going to start getting worked in. And Hackstall has has made it clear, this plan, right? He said he feels okay with the schedule up until the all-star break, riding Joey as much as they need to, but it's a two-goalie league. You're always going to need two goalies. That's the reality for every single team. And it's certainly going to be the case for the Kraken down the stretch. Yep, definitely. When do I bring up that the Kraken
0: won too many faceoffs, RJ? I just
1: there, right there, you there just right
0: there. I did it. Okay, cool. Um, done. Ha- yep. JMG ain't <laughs> happening for the crack in this season on onslaught. Time to be realistic. Finally, the team's a first round to exit if it even sniffs a playoff spot, which I doubt sell at the deadline. Fire hack, Sean. This is horrible. CJ Mapes bring up Shane after the break. Look, it's it would be something, right? I think if they come out of the break and they play like this again. I think then you're going to see them do something, whether it's a trade or bringing up somebody. The The Kraken will have to do something because I think the end of February is their cutoff. I mean, it mostly is because then you're getting really close to the trade deadline. It, it is a cutoff. But I think that is, that is when you can either say it's happening or it's not, is going to be at the end of next month.
1: Right. You got nine games until the end of February and, and right. I think that is going to be the cutoff. And, and certainly if they start slow, you're in, you have to do something territory. I, I would want to give them one, one or two chances just to, mm-hmm. to turn it around with this group. Cause you know, the the excuse I guess for, for the recent run of bad play has been, you know, injuries, exhaustion, all that. And I'll buy that excuse. Um, but when you no longer have that after the break um, everything better look good or else you have to make a change somewhere.
0: Yeah, and it's been frustrating because, you know, Arizona, Calgary, Minnesota, they'd all kind of fallen off a little bit there, right? Like the opportunities are there for the Kraken and they're just not seizing them. And that's yep. with St. Louis
1: know, losing today. I mean, it's just so,
0: yeah, it's a, keep coming. It's almost that's almost like tougher than if, you know, things just <laughs> weren't happening, right? Like, geez, oh, man, uh, like this was just unpleasant to watch from B. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it too. Um the effort in the last five minutes of that game was inexcusable. If they're tired, take a time out. I mean, they're getting one now. But yeah, that is a good point. Why not? Why not call a timeout if you're hackstall when you pull Joey?
1: You know, I'm a big fan of timeouts called by coaches at, at various points. I think it's almost never a bad idea. You know, if the guys retired, tired, maybe it gives them a little extra time.
0: Yep. Um, Seth, that was by far the dumbest game I've ever seen. The boys weren't playing at the Sharks level. They were playing below it. There were no set up plays to score. Just guys shooting, passing atrocious. I mean, again, it's just lots of stuff that we've been saying throughout this one. It was the weakest lineup and they freaking lost unacceptable from Sean. Pre-game radio broadcast kept on talking about it being a possible trap game. All right, so the radio broadcast went the opposite direction there. I mean, I look, and that's fair. I was thinking that all day, especially because RJ, the Sharks have done that to this team before in San Jose. Like that has been a place where I guess traditionally for a young team, we could say they run in, you know, they can they can get got and and for them to not take it even more seriously then is frustrating. Yeah. I... Yes, I know. I, know. I know. I know. I know. We're running out of ways to describe see, it. See,
1: here's what happened is Twitter like auto refreshed on me and I'm seeing all the Sharks fans piling in on that tweet this morning.
0: Good on you for be keeping fun. it
1: up. That's what I'm going to say, Archie. Good on you. I stand it by it. I went I over know. this the start of yes, the post. Game. Maybe and I should it- just clip that video and be like. <laughs> my comment here you go to be,
0: fair, to be fair to you you don't say that the kraken are going to win or should win or anything like that i don't know you where just,
1: they're getting that you from just,
0: you just say <laughs> that it's it's the worst lineup i will
1: i will stand by you I as, meant it as a compliment yeah, too. Like, if right again, if I was a Sharks fan, I that'd be great. That's what you're going for, right? Yes, you're tanking. Yeah, that's really
0: that's your comeback, you know, because what does this do for them? Of uh, yeah, now Chicago's below you in the standings. Ha, job, yeah, have starts. fun watching Good Macklin
1: Celebrity in Chicago. Gosh.
0: <laughs> the problem is i don't want that um man um mccann looked like the only guy who really cared on offense to be honest nose over the puck good shots etc from coop yeah because i think mccann does have that like we talked about him already right like the the amount that he really does care and he pours his heart and soul into stuff i mean that is jared mccann uh uh, Jay, as hot garbage as that game was, throw Dylan and RJ alike. It's not their fault. That's true. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Thank
1: Appreciate you. that.
0: Um, as much as Twitter might disagree with you, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man, when the wild card race is this tight, you got to win that game eleven times out of ten. I like that, Lindsay. That's a good saying there. I'm going to have to remember that one. Oh, man. Okay. Good on you for giving Afro her treat. Not her fault. Yes. No, it wasn't her fault either. Uh, Hack should be mad. Hell, maybe Hack should be worried. But really, I'm starting to believe more than ever that Hack just needs better groceries. From Sean. I mean, it is it is something. like It is. I don't know. I, I, maybe we go, should talk about that a little bit on the deep dive tomorrow. It's like if they are to make a move, right? Is it calling up Shane? Is it putting Riker into the lineup? Right. Maybe he he's fresh well, legs. Start. Yeah. Right. But Like fresh legs for this game. Right. Like that would have made sense if you put him in. I don't think anybody would have seen it as anything different than that, too. Uh, it's something it's something to consider. Or if you're wrong, do you just go like hit the aggressive button and you go out and you try to make
1: a trade? I, I mean, you already kind of did that with Tatar earlier. I mean, that that yeah. was your move. When you have Riker Evans and Shane Wright in the organization, I, I don't sense. see how you make a different move before you try one of those two out.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right. Well, you took away the one talking point I had for tomorrow. There we go. <laughs> Forget I said that. Yes. That's a good general None of you heard today. That. None of you heard that. <laughs> Oh man, yes. Though, no. um, let's see, Jay. The the give a blank meter isn't that high. I guess that is true. I mean, is if Hack gonna come out with that one, RJ? Is he gonna bring that back after this?
1: Yeah, probably. That'd be something if he did. <laughs> it was low tonight.
0: He should he should he should show up for like the first you know media availability after the All Star break in a shirt about that. That's what he should do really send a message that that's the
1: way. last thing i could imagine him possibly doing
0: yep here you go i know you've probably been waiting for this the entire post game, rj from sam i find it funny that the game-winning goal was from mark edward vlasic of all people a fossil defenseman on an anchor contract amidst his worst season yet he gets
1: the goal I like that comment. That's a very good comment. I was thinking all of that as that happened. And you know what? I had to take the time and just waste the time really to look it up because he scored in the last game too. And I was curious, has he ever like scored goals in back-to-back games in his 18-year career? This is the fourth time that he's scored in back-to-back games. First time in eight years. Four and eight,
0: RJ. That's got to be the hottest offensive stretch he has ever had. Four goals in eight games.
1: I, that's crazy. <laughs> It's insane good for, it's good insane. for him you know what like I, he takes i mean at least like with his words he takes a lot of pride in his game uh you know i, I don't yes. i don't know about like the results but man he's he's very insistent that he can still play well and uh over these four games he's or eight games or whatever it is he's he's shown that
0: yeah no he, he doesn't want to be in healthy scratch territory anymore that's for sure uh got another super chat here from riley jets had 95 points for wild card two last season theoretically we have 32 games to get 43 points when we've had 52 points through 50 games so far this isn't looking good no the kraken are gonna have to be you know they're gonna have to really get on it here like it's there's not they're not giving themselves margin for error that was the problem with the slow start at the beginning that's been the problem with the two losing streaks of significant size that they had was you take away your margin for error you take away games like tonight (laughs) where it's right before a big, long, extended break and you're playing tired and you just don't quite have it. And or the games where guys are sick. Right. That's what those losing streaks do to you is they take away your ability to drop those games without it being super impactful to your overall picture. And that's that's where the slow start to the season really hurt them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I know that line of 95 points, it's going to be lower this season. I think I'm looking at Micah Blake McCurdy's projections here has it 89 points where that line is going to be, which is crazy, crazy low. Uh, but still, I mean, you, you have to you have to beat a really good pace to even get there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, now to be fair, St. Louis, Nashville, Arizona, Calgary, Minnesota, none of them have given themselves you know, they haven't they've been doing the same thing as the bottom line. Like that's part of why this is so weird, RJ's. It does feel like in any other year the Kraken would be like eight points back, and instead they're tied or they're two back yeah. now. Like, but you look at those other teams, I mean, St. Louis, negative 12 goal differential, Nashville, negative five Kraken are at negative seven. None of these teams have a positive goal differential for crying out loud. Like, it's a pretty sad playoff race. And that's what that's again, it's frustrating then that the Kraken can't be the team to figure it out. Sad, wide open. You know, you could look at it different ways. You could. After tonight, as I'm clearly leaning one way, though. Um, <laughs> Becca with the Super Chat. Thank you very much, Becca. ECH fam, which sports, hockey, and other do you play and or watch? Uh, obviously, hockey's the the number one for, for both of us, RJ, but uh, big football guys, too.
1: Yes, we're definitely big football guys. I mean, we're in a, we're in a fantasy football league together that gets pretty contested. Uh, we were both near the top of that this year. So we watch a lot of football. Um, Dylan, I know you know baseball and basketball much better than I do. I don't really watch those mm-hmm. a whole lot. And yeah. then eSports for you also.
0: Yeah, eSports. I like competition. Like, I'm just one of those guys. I like competition. I like watching the best at something go head to head. I will watch any sport. I am that guy that will watch whatever's on ESPN three, whatever's on the Ocho. Like I don't care. I just want to see, you know, people competing back and forth because I just think it, it, it's just fun. Right. I think it's the most like pure human experience you could watch on, on television or or attend. It's a, it's a cultural thing. All cultures on the earth have it. It's music, art, sports. That's it. It's, it's, you know, those are the three things all humans have in common. And I just love that aspect of it. Um, definitely interested to hear from everybody else though in the comment section good question becca um from that kraken fan page official super chat here which players do you guys think will come out strong after the break in what ways minor tatar ty mccann thanks guys i i think mccann will come out just because i think this game alone is going to i mean he is going to be seething i feel like his entire vacation like sorry to whoever's vacationing with jared mccann but this one's not going away um i think mccann's a good bet for that one i i think the could be a good is a good call there too i'm gonna say jordan Everly. i think i think he was starting to get going i think the the break will kind of help him out as a as a more veteran player we'll call it and uh i think he's going to come out with fresh legs and still feeling the vibes from you know the kind of scoring run he's been on
1: yeah, he's definitely been starting to figure it out. You hope he can keep that momentum going. I, I'm going to go with Andre Burakovsky because I think he's been kind of slowly improving. I think the All Star break might be what he needs to kind of take a step back, look at the games that it ha- has been played, and kind of where he needs to improve. But that that vision is there. I mean, there were a couple times in this game, right, where he tried yeah. that move, going you know back between his legs. He drew a penalty on one of them. He's getting more and more confident. It is building. You know, as long as he can get past that first shift after the All Star break this year. You know, make sure everything is intact. I think he's a guy who could really uh, take his game to another level.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that one. That would be that'd be nice and fun to see as well. And then light here. I don't personally agree. This is our worst loss. That game came against Edmonton last year. The first one, uh, which was worse. Feel bad for Bjorki and Kanner, who by all accounts should have scored. I was thinking about that especially with the Bjorkstrand one RJ. That's been a goal for him all season long, right? Like how many times have we seen that kind of play just totally work out for him and and you know, it's what's taken him to the All-Star game and then for this one just nope.
1: Yep, just get, gets the post on that. I mean, feel the first time all season really where it felt like in a game he was kind of snake bitten, right? I mean, everything's mm-hmm. been going his way and it was a great play leading up to it too. Just couldn't put it home. That was kind of just the story of everything tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was probably their best play of the of the evening, if we're if we're being real. Um, And then, you know, as much as I say that, RJ, I look down and he's shooting 10.1 percent on the season, which actually matches his shooting percentage from last year. Like That's sustainable. That's well, it's sustainable, but it's also below his career average. So, like, I don't I still don't know what's going on for him. Um, but he's, you know, certainly on, on pace to, to beat what he had last year. So he, he's still got rooms to room to improve there. Um, but appreciate the super chats there, everybody. Um, let's see. Circling Seattle sports by Grubby Stein is filled high with sorrow. <laughs> you probably not alone there, Chuck. Um, hockey fork. That was embarrassing. Make all the excuses you want. This team needs to sell hard at the deadline and brace for a good draft pick. Here's the problem. Again, you're not going to get a high draft pick. Like that's, that's the one thing that is out of the equation right now, right? Like this team, no matter how hard you sell, if you are the Kraken right now, you're not going to drop into like what the top five picks, the top eight picks even. Yeah.
1: Despite the sharks doing everything they can they can to sabotage their draft position. Like they're not going to catch you. The Kraken are are way too far ahead of some of these teams. I mean, I know it is really bunched up. I guess they are what five points out of like pick number six, I guess. Technically, yeah. So they are like kind of closer. You can't get any higher than that realistically, but yeah. you know, seven, eight might be doable if you really bought them out, but let's not think about that. <laughs> They're not going to do it. They're not, gonna They're not going to have that mindset. Again, the season ticket thing is hanging over everybody's heads. Like, you know, tanking is not an option this no, season. I'm-
0: yeah, we, we keep hearing that one a lot. Uh, Nicole, how will this team ever get a true super, uh, star player? Like, It's possible they already have one, whether it's Maddie and he figures it out after the sophomore slump, Shane, Riker Evans, right? Like there's still a ton of great kids in the system, but it will be from drafting. Like that is that's really how most of the time you do it.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think there's another way. This offseason, they have the cap space to go out and get somebody. I talked about options in, in the armchair GM stream. It's what? Not not a lot of options, though, right? You're no, I mean, about doing a Pedersen offer
0: sheet like.
1: <laughs> OK, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a bit ambitious. I don't think that's going to happen. But like there are always guys, if there's one thing that, uh, you know, that being a Sharks fan for years and, and following Doug Wilson taught me, there's always guys available that nobody's talking about. And even over the last two years, there have been guys available that would have fit that criteria, right? Um, Well,
0: that's that's partly why I'm a little like I I think it can only come from drafting because we've seen them have a chance to go out and get whether it was Jack Eichel back originally or even Jacob Chikrin on the blue line and Ron Francis from the sounds of it never even in the conversation.
1: Yeah, I I just think. After a season like this, depending on which way this goes, I, I think for the first time, That's he's true. got the cap space where it just makes such obvious sense. And you might have a little extra pressure on him.
0: Yeah, that, Well, that is true. He hasn't had this level of pressure from all the different parts of the organization before. Uh, Ricky, it's not just on Matty Beneers. No other centers picking up the slack. Team has a void in the middle, which is crazy to think about, RJ. But it is kind of true, right? Like if you look at the top performers, at least from a point standpoint on this team, you know, if 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 you take Jared McCann away and don't count him as a center, it's a lot. Alexander Wenberg is your leading scorer down the middle.
1: Oh, is that your true?
0: defense? Your <laughs> defensive shutdown center is your leading scorer. That's not great. It's not a good look. Twenty points for him, by the way, too, in fifty games to be your leading scoring, you know, center. Not
1: good. Yeah, and I think all the centers are are really well rounded. They play two hundred foot games, but you are missing yes. that that scorer. Which it, last season it was Maddie Beniers.
0: Yes, it was Maddie. Maddie had enough point production last year. This year it is just not there. Um, so that's that's where Shane Wright, you know, all of a sudden starts looking like a good option. I think that would be a way to do it. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Lots of people talking about the the center stuff in here. Um, Jessica pointing out Maddie saved Larson's butt at one point. I mean, again, they are all good defensive guys and, and Maddie is certainly one of them. Uh, Ricky, they might need to explore Lindholm. That'll be expensive.
1: I know you're not a fan of that. Lindholm. It just adds to the same. Go look at how many points Elias Lindholm has this season. Look at his scoring. I mean, I think Daniel Sprong has more points than he does this season. He's more of what they already have. Like, he's very good. He's very good at what he does.
0: He's a 200-foot center
1: rather than a point-producing center. And it's great if you can get to the playoffs, Yeah, but... You know, looking at this team, are we convinced that's guaranteed every year?
0: Right. I've been a fan of his going back to the draft where he was picked fifth overall by by Carolina. But, you know, again, unless you're going to pair him with Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk, I wouldn't expect 40 goals and 100 points from him again. I think those days are behind him and uh, might have had something to do with playing with those other players there um let's see here uh even against the sharks the kraken just don't have the game breakers to get the consistent controlled zone entries against disciplined defense that is an interesting point you bring up there striatic i do think there is something to that i think it's just game breakers in general right like this is the thing where if you do have like a point per game player they're generating essentially a goal a game for you right you're you know you're going to be on the board at least once just having that player in the lineup
1: and the kraken don't have it yeah, it, it adds so much for the teams that have it. And, and Viarenn asking an interesting question, though. But you don't draft superstars as late as they're going to draft, do you? Especially no. if the ad trying to chase the playoffs. No, you basically need another season like year one with that kind Mm -hmm. of pain and losing that often. And and there's a reason that teams like, heck, even the Sharks until recently are kind of reluctant to do that because they know know, how much pain a season like that or two seasons like that means for their fans, for everybody involved. You know, that's kind of what it takes to draft a guy like that.
0: Yeah, it is. It's. Oh, it's a really, really tough one. It's it's a tough thing to do. I, look, every so often you do find those players in the you know l- latter half of the top ten or in the early teens. I do think they got a really good pick in Shali last year at pick twenty, but it was an exceptionally deep draft class, so that kind of played into it. You can't expect that all the time. Um, but yes, that is that is a problem for that the Kraken are going to have to deal with is that they're just kind of they are they are mid. that's kind of the worst place to be, unfortunately, man. Um, Riley, is it a bad thing to go into this break hungry slash pissed off last year? I believe we were first in the conference going into the all star break and came back and looked awful. Maybe we flipped the script this year. I I think it can. I think it's probably good to have this and and kind of go in frustrated just because, you know, it like I said, it's going to be something that these guys are going to be thinking about. Right. And and you're going to have to you have no no option other than to be forced to sit there and let it stew. And as a professional athlete, you're used, especially as a hockey player to getting back out there on the ice the next day for practice. You've got another game where you can get rid of that bad feeling in a day. Right. You can normally do that here. You just got to live with it for 10 days. That is not something professional athletes are used to doing, and that's not something that that is very comfortable for anybody. Right. It's not going to be comfortable for us as fans, Um, but they're going to really that's going to be something they're going to want to go out and get rid of that feeling, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the all-star break, you know, it's the great equalizer, right? It just kind of kills whatever momentum that you have going for you. And, um, you know, that's maybe a bad thing for a team like the Oilers, who would just love to play as many games as possible right now. But, you know, if you're feeling the way the Kraken are, you know, it can be a little good. You you don't forget it, but it it kind of, you know, can dull things a little bit where you don't, I don't know, you don't let it spiral is what I'm getting at.
0: Yes. Um Sam, I wonder if keeping Shane down at the AHL might be beneficial for the Firebirds future playoff run as they're currently tops in their division. I mean, here's the thing. You could bring up Shane, see if he works. If he's not really the answer, then you just send him back down and you've, you know, the Firebirds will still be fine. Um, And Kraken, even if Shane does kind of click for the Kraken, there's still a chance Kraken don't make their playoffs, in which case Shane goes down and plays for Coachella through their playoffs, right? Like he, Shane will be there for the Firebirds playoffs regardless. The only thing that would stop him is if the Kraken went
1: on a deep playoff run, in which case do you really care? Right. You're happy anyway. and And so, I mean, really, the only thing you have to worry about is just the ELC slide with Shane and just, you know, making sure that he doesn't get enough games that he burns that year or that if he does, it's worth it. So really, I mean, you just have six games that you can kind of play with to see, OK, is he someone who's going to really improve the Kraken's fortunes this season. It's just, when are you going to spend those six games? And I think that the timing of that could be really interesting.
0: Yeah. Becca, I mean, the Sharks didn't play well either. Everyone caught senioritis. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Vlasic's fault, RJ. Just spread. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, apparently, Tomas Hertl is going to be talking with Mike Greer about his future in San Jose during this offseason. Please, no trade. I- he could be an option for the the Kraken.
1: Yeah, I don't like the term on that contract with the history of knee injuries. Believe I thought about it plenty. Like between him or or Logan Couture, I mean that contract is you know tails off even really worse. Bad. Yeah, no, I, I love the player, but yeah, in both cases, but yeah, no. Um, And then yeah, still got scars from the pennies we got for Timo Meyer. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know that uh, it, it could be rough for Sharks fans there. I I, I felt the pain there, Carlos, but. um, yeah, I, I I don't think because Hurdle has a no move clause, I believe, so he can kind yes. of control whether he wants to leave or not.
0: Yes, I was just thinking Hurdle is somebody who could you know he he at least puts up points, right? Like he is something the Kraken don't have in that he is a consistent point and goal producer.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> nice. he and, well, let's think he he can get inside, he can drive to the net with yep. his body too. Like no, he's a great fit for them right away. It's just the the length of the contract that would worry me. Yep,
0: um, is Jay Leach a head coach replacement if they move on from Hackstall? That would be
1: interesting. I mean, I certainly if you don't have anybody else lined up and you're going with an interim, I mean, he would be the guy. He, I'm convinced he will be a head coach at the NHL level at some point. Um, it's just a matter of when. Uh, so he would probably be the first guy that you might turn to.
0: Yeah. Um, Riley with a Super Chat here. Make a move for David Juracek. He's publicly unhappy in the dumpster fire that is Columbus. Francis has fleeced Kekalinen in the past for
1: Bjorkstrand. If they'd move him. I, okay, well, Dylan, I know you're not the biggest Juracek know, fan. No, I know. I'm not.
0: I'm not. I think a lot of the struggles that he's having in Columbus are the stuff that I, I saw and made me worried and made me not want the Kraken to draft him because he was very much in the conversation for the Kraken. Before Montreal takes Slavkovsky at the top of that draft, we we didn't think Shane Wright was going to be available for them at four. And and a lot of people do. hey, look, let's look at the blue line. Lots of people high on David Juracek. I really just don't see it. I think he's always going to struggle at the nhl level just because of his skating and his style of play it just doesn't translate and i think that's what we're seeing because here's the bottom line rj he should it should be the best situation possible for him right now in columbus because everybody in front of him on that blue line keeps getting hurt he's get. he has all the opportunity in the world to get all the ice time he would need at the nhl level and he's just doing nothing with it and so they're having to send him down
1: well, I mean, that's the thing. He's complained about maybe a lack of opportunity. He said, look at other guys in my draft class. They're getting power play time. They're getting chances and I'm not. So, you know, I, I don't know that he's getting the opportunity. Like the, the tools are tantalizing Dylan, like the, the frame, everything that's, it's, it's but do, yeah, you, I, I you got Do to I need to go down together. Do I need to go down every top draft pick that was
0: a bust and talk about how the tools can be tantalizing <laughs> but if they don't have the awareness or the hockey smarts it doesn't mean anything. Look at Slavkovsky at the top of the draft, right? Guy can't pick his head up and look at what's going on around him while he's playing. Like these are problems.
1: You can't overcome will, that. You know, I will I will defer to our resident scout. Yeah. I, I, I try. I do trust you on this stuff. I know. I know. Oh
0: man, Jay just got to wait for the Furcus circus. That would be nice. I'm gonna go ahead and jump down. We're like so much chat in this one, so much chat in this one. Um, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump down, everybody, because the last ten minutes here, still over a hundred people. Thanks everybody for that. Yeah. Um, feel free if I if I skipped over, which I'm sure that I did, because I just had to skip a lot of chat. Feel free to throw it in at the bottom of chat now, and I'll get to it. Um, can I can I? <laughs> Throwing yeah, something here.
1: This quote from David Quinn, the Sharks coach, um, we just kept giving them the puck and then we came up with this great strategy between the second and third to not give it to them real earth shattering. It might change the trend of hockey to decide not to give the other team the puck and it worked wonders. So maybe we try it again.
0: Is he has he been the most entertaining coach for a team that's like so obviously trying to finish dead last that we've seen
1: like he's been great there are other more entertaining coaches but yeah maybe not for like teams that are in this scenario yeah i also love did you did you see that
0: thing about how you know they're you know he's gonna have um a hip surgery and so it was like the sharks are trying to tank so hard they're even putting their coach on ir
1: yeah i saw that (laughs) (laughs) wishing him a quick recovery over the all-star so
0: wild whole thing's so wild that whole thing (laughs) oh man um, let's see. Bryce I just need I need to crack in a trade for Eurocheck just to see Dylan talk about him on a nightly basis. Uh, but I won't because he'll be in Coachella Valley.
1: Improving his skating with Jess Campbell to where I can then prove you wrong.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, Strike, that whole Eurocheck thing is just trauma being stirred up by Alan Walsh. Best to just ignore it. Mm, interesting. Interesting take. Um, Columbus handles their young guys worse than anyone would agree That's with true. that. <laughs> I've been critical of Kegleinen for a while now. Um, let's see. Dunn, McCann, and Bjorkstrand all seemed like they really wanted goals tonight. Wish it would have worked out. That power play of two minutes sustained zone time feels like a lifetime of go from Zoe. It did. And that was what, what kind of worried me about this game, RJ, was because they were getting a lot of shots. But again, to I think it was Coop earlier who talked about them being stationary at the end when they had the net empty. They were so stationary on that power play. There was zero player movement on that one. And I get that the Sharks weren't forcing you to move because they were just as passive as a PK could possibly be. But then all the more reason to really move and try to generate the best chances possible because you can get away with whatever you want when the other team's just like, we're just going to hang back and let you do your thing.
1: But you have to pull them out of position. I mean, you know, they can line up in that box and just stay there, but you have to do something to get them out of it. And they got some shots to the net, but they didn't really work to get inside to get those rebounds. I mean, they were able to kind of collect the pucks once it went off of the corner or somewhere else, but you have to get there for those second and third chances And you're right. That was a bad indicator at the start of the night. Okay. They're not putting in that extra work to get there. Hopefully that doesn't continue, but it did.
0: Yep. Um, Lindsay, on top of my awful day at work and that blank show of a game, my art just fell off the wall. The vibes are subterranean right now. Oh, Lindsay, sorry to hear that. And, and On the positive side, I mean, we're two minutes from 11 o'clock. You can go to sleep and it'll be a new day tomorrow, right? Like I guess that is the one benefit of these ridiculous 730 start times, RJ.
1: Yep. You could just call it. There are certain days where it's best to just call it and go to sleep. Thank yep. the time for the next day and, and move on. Yep.
0: Uh, Light. If we want a positive takeaway, the Kraken had embarrassing losses last season two. the boys have showed mental toughness. All storms have a rainbow at the end. Also, the universe is cruel to me. My signed Rykov rookie card arrived today, right in the middle of a bad slump for him. lol. I mean, if that's if that's the universe being cruel to you, then I mean you're still doing pretty good there, Light. Uh, but yes, yeah, so he does need to figure things out, as we talked about last night on the Prospect Chat. That's uh, yeah. Zoe, oh to be a fly on the wall during those intermissions. I'm telling you, I like if you're hacked Hackstall. Like I, I was, try- I was trying to think about this. Like, what would you say, RJ, if you were the coach after this one?
1: Just I, I uh, don't, I would don't enjoy mean. your vacation. Get out yeah, of here. Well,
0: that's 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 it. The, I would be mean. I would I would really bring up the fact that you're going on vacation and I want you to remember this. I want you to feel sick about this. Like, don't like, you know, know that you yes, didn't earn it. Be, be present with your family, all that stuff. But you know what? I let you do that during the Winter Classic. Like, you don't get to do that now. Like, I'm going to I'm going to te- I would text them all every day. Like I would, I'm serious though. Like I would just be like the biggest bad guy ever after this one, because
1: I, it was just that bad. I don't know. Just text them all the memes that sharks fans are commenting on my tweet earlier today. Just every day. I would just, I would just, I would just
0: put the sharks followed by the like sad downward facing emoji. There you go. Like just every single day, the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Just dot 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 the sharks dot 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 sad emoji. <laughs> oh,
1: modern coaching.
0: That's it. That hey, I'm all about communicating with the players. There needs to be more of that. And this is the that's the that's the first step. <laughs> Tweet, tweeting at them on vacation, which I don't even know he's allowed to do. Actually, it's the All Star break. I don't know that they can communicate with the players.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the CBA says about that.
0: I don't know about coaches. I know the team can't. So, hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. Good question. Somebody go quick, read the CBA, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. I'm sure that would be a lot of fun. You need to go to sleep early, read the CBA. Uh, the power play strategy seemed to literally just be three players done up top in Bjorkstrand and Bjorkstrand McCann on each side. We don't use or even pretend to use the bumper or net front guys. No, we don't. I mean, this, this team absolutely despises doing that. You know, I saw a good power play recently, RJ, and it wasn't in the NHL. It was while I was doing the work, watching the World Junior stuff for the prospect chat his power play was actually pretty good they were really great they used the bumper slot again they never passed to the bumper slot because like why would you pass to the guy who's surrounded by four four defending players right it's kind of a waste but they actually used the bumper slot for something which was he would engage physically with as many players as he possibly could and then just kind of drag that pile to just create open lanes so that the two players on the half wall could come in play aggressive down low and have that seam open to pass to each other. And I was like, that is the next evolution of the one, three, one. Cause if you're going to stick with the one, three, one and have a worthless player on the middle of the ice, that's basically making this four on four for a power play, which still blows my mind, at least have him open up a passing lane.
1: Interesting. Taking the bumper spot, literally, right? Just (laughs) bump these guys around and move them how you want.
0: Because I've talked about this before, and especially when you're playing against young or inexperienced defensemen, if you engage them physically as a defenseman, you're you're trained to then tie up that opposing player. Right. That is what you're supposed to do. And so once you're engaged physically, you tend not want to separate. Right. You don't want to separate. So if they take a step up, you follow them. Right. And you stay engaged. But now you're a step up from where you were actually supposed to be. And so I don't know why on the power play, guys don't do that more from the bumper spot is actually get physical. Don't try to do these weird little like handoff plays with somebody on the half boards. Like go in there and just be like a little bowling ball ping ponging around. Try to pick up as many defenders as you can and open up seams for the other guys to make some good plays where you can maybe catch the goaltender moving laterally. Just an idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of obscure, but I remember last year's playoffs in the Kings-Oilers series, Alex Ayafalo made a really nice play like from the bumper spot on the power play where he kind of pushed his stick out to make the defender think he was on him when he mm-hmm. actually had more space and then he just sunk down a little bit lower, got the one-timer and scored. I got to go look that up, that goal up. But it's yeah. stuff like that, just being creative.
0: Yep. Only one man can save the vibes. It's time for Pierre-Edward Belmar to return, RJ. <laughs> It's true. And Nicole asking, what in the world will the lines look like when belly is back?
1: Probably, uh,
0: probably the same to be realistic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough for him to get in the lineup just because I think look, we just talked about them having too many centers who are good defensively, but can't score. And I don't think he fixes that problem.
0: No, he, he would not fix that problem. And then,
1: I mean, yeah, basically Maddie would have to go back up the lineup and you'd move McCann to wing and kind of make more wholesale changes there. I think.
0: Yeah. Byron, it was great to meet some fellow ECHers tonight. So glad I found this community. Yes. The, the picture you guys had in discord was fantastic. Really happy for all of you who are at that game. Uh, Cause you at least uh, you, you go through it together. It's always better than doing it alone. When you're, when you're at something like that, <laughs> we'll definitely. Definitely. Say that. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and then everybody throws water bottle from DJ singletone. If they were the coach, send everyone on the team screenshots of the two nothing score. (laughs) There we go. Kicks a trash can from Jay. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Christian, after this game, I say they owe us a skills competition this year.
1: There we go. go. Organize it or figure it out. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Oh, man from
0: the bumper to the bump him spot exactly there you go there you go uh, and dj singleton watching finish power plays make the 131 look amazing they really try to isolate a defensive player to get somebody open again that's that's what i'm saying like you could do that like that's that's like the point i hate when you just have if you have a passive bumper player then you're just committing to making it four on four in which case what was the point of the power play <laughs> I don't, I don't
1: know why that's the other so guy like, sit and think about what he did.
0: And yet if I went to the NHL's coaching conference that happens every year at the draft, RJ, that would be seen as a controversial opinion. I feel like by all these power play experts, quote unquote,
1: I'm sure it would. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us for this one. really appreciate it. It, you know, I, I know from several of you, it says it helps to come in here and talk. It really does help, at least me. I won't speak for you, RJ, but I'm fairly sure you agree. It helps me
1: too, Dylan. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. No, it, it helps us to be able to talk these out as well. Um, we always end up having a good time. Here we are at the end of it, smiling like we always do. Uh, I hope everybody else is as well. Thank you all so much for the super chats. And again, one more shout out to Flatstick. here's the graphic i promised everybody um that south lake union location on february 13th it's a 4 30 start against for that game against the islanders really looking forward to that one and like i said last time would love to have a big ech crowd show up there and, and we could show flat Stick some love and, and they could see that from this community i think that would be really really awesome to see and and um you know my only negative i can say is bummer i won't be there
1: <laughs> I know, I know that's gonna be the sad part, uh, but hey, they'll still get to see you. we're gonna I'm gonna do yeah. you know my half of the the post game live show there. We're gonna try and have some people on the show so you could you be on there, ask a question if you mm-hmm. want. We're working on the details on that out. It's gonna be a great time, and hey, you know what, Flatstick, they're with us all season, through the wins, through yep. through the losses, through games like this,, uh, they're supporting us the whole way, so uh, definitely want to show them some love on the thirteenth
0: definitely definitely all right everybody uh we will see you all in a while it's gonna i get well we'll I see you for deep dive tomorrow we're, we're doing that and right. then it's uh got a nice little break here so i hope everybody enjoys it hope you all get some good sleep tonight and uh we'll see you in a, two weeks
1: yeah there well. about <laughs>